And welcome to the Saints Here Cosmocast. I am your host, Ramses. I'd like to first start off by saying thank you for downloading this episode, for subscribing to us on whatever platform you use to listen, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever you're listening to us. Wherever you may be listening to us, please leave us a review, leave us a comment, tell your friends about it, because I want this podcast to go big. And the only way we can do it is with you, the listener. I want to start the podcast today by starting with a little bit of a note. As you know, the the COVID nineteen virus, aka the coronavirus, is spreading across the world, putting a lot of things in, on hold for a short period of time. Big sporting events, big movies, big everything is being um, being shifted to later this year, just being canceled. And a lot of places are, a lot of workplaces, a lot of school places are being are trying to reaccommodate their workers and their students into like doing. Um, just doing of doing stuff out of home, so there's gonna be a lot more time for things going on for personal, you know, personal time for other, for people. So, you know, why don't we? I'm, I'm thinking everybody that's taking their time from all this to just well, listen to the, not just the podcast, but also to check out some Saint Sale while they're at it, because I think um, now would be a good time to check out the series, whether it's the CGI series or the. The original series that we're going to talk about today, whatever it's now, it's a really good time to check it out. And like, since it's just gonna be for most of for most of the world, it's gonna be like two weeks off. So it's like, why not? Why not check it out for the? Um, why not check it out right now? Just, I think. Uh, and if you're listening to this podcast and you are listening to it, um, and you have some sort of knowledge, well, like I said, it's like this is the perfect episode to check it out because like we're. Not only is this episode going to cover a lot of what's available, because I think a lot of what's available is not known until you know, someone says it. And this is a good to this episode is a good. It's going to be a refresher to get people to know what's available for them to watch. And not only that, it's going to be a you know what? It's going to be sort of like a little review slash, you know, my takes on what I think of the first six episodes of the anime, of the original anime of Saint Seiya. So, like I said, right now, it's a really good time to check it out. And the only reason I was inspired to do this because my friends over at the Manga, at Manga Mavericks podcast, while they did a good job explaining what's going on in the manga, they have a podcast, and right now they're reviewing the, the original Saint Seiya manga, and Things are kind of muddled with the information that's being available. As to what's being available right now in domestically, is meaning here in the United States. So one of the things I want to do is I want to clear up a lot of the air as to what's available legally in the United States and what isn't, and what you know what is and what isn't, what series to check out, which series not to check out, etc. So like I said, this is a, if you're like I should have done this from like episode zero, but I do think that this is kind of a good way to start us off because like not only is this an episode where we're talking about like what to, what to where to find a lot of the scenes and stuff, but also it's a it's going to be an episode where we talk about the earlier episodes of Saint Seiya as well as the earlier series. So let's get that let's get this little primer out of the way right now. Then um, so we'll start off with the anime. 
right now the anime right now in in the United States, seventy three to one hundred fourteen original episodes are currently on Netflix, which is from the Galaxian War, the Black Saints Saga, the Silver Saints Saga, and all the complete twelve um, um gold cloth um, houses saga. It was confirmed not not by it was not confirmed by by Netflix, but it was confirmed by someone working on the series on Reddit that the series is going to continue with Asgard, but we don't know when so far. So be on the lookout for that. Um, after that, your next after that is Saint Seiya the Hades. Saint Seiya Hades is a twenty two series, uh, twenty two episode series. And that one spans three arcs: the the sanctuary, the sanctuary, the inferno, and the Elysium. And those right now are on on unaccounted for just yet. But I would not. But I've seen it on and off on Netflix before, so I wouldn't be surprised if it gets put on Netflix eventually. As you know, if you remember these last two episodes that we did, we had there's the CJ series. CGI series is um, just it's right out twelve episodes long right now, still ongoing. Um, even though it's getting poor reception, it's still going to continue because they have the obligation to do it. And right now, they're it's kind of from the Galaxian War to the Twelve Houses saga, but in a very condensed manner. Like I said before, it may not be for everybody, but if you really want, if you've been reading the manga, it's feel, falls a little more closely to the manga as well. So it's pretty much the manga, but in the more it's almost passing playing the fast forward button and you know i think in my opinion if you have a general knowledge of saint Seiya, it's a little bit better but again it's just if you have the general knowledge of it i do think that there's better alternatives for watching the series but the the series is not not that bad at all if you're looking for a place to start Um, also on uh, Netflix and other platforms as well is the spin-off series um, Saint Seiya the Lost Canvas. It's it's a, a prequel series. It takes place a hundred years before the main series. So if you want to see something else that's in within the time frame, but in the, of the series, it check out. You should check out um, Saint Seiya the Lost Canvas. But I do think that that series does kind of require a bit more homework before you can get into it. So, if you want to get into Saint Seiya, the Saint Seiya Lost Canvas, your best bet is to just, you know, you, it, it has a good series if you want to follow up as to like, after you watch the entire thing to watch that series. So, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good follow up to what you're, what to the current series, but as a, as standalone series, if you go in cold, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a good idea to go go into that series cold. After that, we're on Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll has three series. The first series is Saint Seiya Omega. Um, Saint Seiya Omega is a spin-off series that takes place after the original series. And for a long time, I thought that series would be really it's a good really good starting point. It's a little more condensed, and it does touch up on a lot of stuff that the original series did. So. If you want to give it a shot, you're more than welcome to. But in my opinion, now that we've been a few years out, 
I do think the the CGI series is a little bit more better, or watching or reading a manga, I think it's a little bit more digestible if you want something that's a little bit more less time consuming than watching the anime. Um, after that is a is Saint Seiya Solo Gold, which is a thirteen episode um, spinoff series that was made for the internet, sort of like what they did with Sa- um, Sailor Moon um, Crystal. It actually came out at the same time as Crystal. This was kind of like their experiment of an internet only series. And it takes place immediately after the Hades saga with the Gold Saints and um, them in Asgard. And then doing stuff in Asgard. And like that one does kind of require a lot more of your homework, a lot more time, and a lot more of your... A lot more understanding of not just the manga and everything else revolving around it, but also the anime. Because there is another arc that's only for the anime, the Asgard arc, which is a really good arc. And... Those kind of intertwine with each other, and I think do think that both that you do need some sort of primer before you go into that. And other than that, um, also available is Sing uh, Tale Lost Canvas as well. And the last series that's currently available on Crunchyroll is Santia Show. That is another internet-only series that came out not too long ago. It is a spin-off series of the main series. And it's in its own continuity. But I do think that there is a little bit more homework that's involved with that series before you can get into that series. I will say that them trying to, to... Bridge a series in a certain way with just female characters is a really good, it's a really good way to spin it off, and you know, and for the most part, it's really good. So you should check that out while you're at it as well. So those are the series you can find currently available on both Netflix and on Crunchyroll. Those are the two places you can see the series. I will say this before I move on. I did see that Netflix did put up a trailer for when they were putting up stuff for the original Saint Seiya series. They did do like a dub for Soul of Gold, so I wouldn't be surprised as time goes on, a lot of these Saint Seiya series become internet uh, become Netflix only as time goes on as well. So be on the lookout for that, and then in your future, if like if like if by any chance that these series just go to Netflix or become the Netflix exclusive series because they're currently producing the anime, the new CGI series. So, there's that. So, after that, we have the mangas. The original Masami Kurumada manga is currently available right now through um, Viz, Viz, through their show and jump um, imprint. Unfortunately, it's not on the app, but it is complete. You can pick up the... Ver- you can pick up the... Um, the manga via just like in you know in person you know you can pick those up but unfortunately those are are very rare to find now I think they're out of print I believe so but the thing is the reason why I say I think they're out of print because you can still pick up the digital versions of the manga on like Comixology and um, Google Play Books for six dollars I think it's a way cheaper investment for your time. I'd rather it be on the Shonen Jump um, app, but I think right now there's some issues with the copyright with Saint Seiya that it's making it very difficult for that. Because I think all Saint Seiya material is being done by another company right now, I believe, in Japan. I think Katakawa is doing the series now. 
I think they own the series like Lock, Stock, and Barrel. So I do believe that uh, that's going to become very difficult for them in the future to do any kind of dealings with the series. But I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, just leave me a comment on wherever you, you post it from this, that kind of thing and just say that I'm wrong. But if you want to support the series in any shape or form officially, um, your best bet right now is just to pick up the pick up the mangas digitally through Comixology or Google Play Books. They're cheap. They're way better than buying the physical copies, which I do believe they're like they can range from like a couple of dollars from like less than less than five dollars to like extraordinarily like forty fifty dollars a book, and it's like I don't think it's worth your time. Just buy them digitally for right now, and if like they do reissue them. I do think you should pick them up. That said, too, there is also a little caveat to these mangas that are being published by Viz. It was published at a time when the Viz dub, not the Viz, <laughs> that's, that's Viz. Yeah, the Deke dub was still going on. And the Deke dub had like these little 260s with names like they called um, Sickness Yoga Swan, for example. So be on the lookout for that. It may not be. Um, it's it's just like just the key they want to keep it synchronized with that with that dumb dub. But for the most part it is uncut. There is like no edits. But like I said, it's like it's just those weird things about the series that they need that they did. Those weird decisions that I do think that do affect someone new to the series going into this not knowing that they changed so much. So be on the lookout for that. Um Santia Show as well. There, the manga is currently available by Seven Seas Entertainment, and as well, you can pick it up through like um, you can pick it up physically, and they're pretty cheap. They're they're, they're since it's just a very recent uh, release here in the United States, the prices have not gone extraordinarily high at all. You can still pick those up for like a pretty decent price. I do believe some of them are like most like less than ten dollars American. But again, your best bet if you want to pick up something for cheap is buy them digitally. Buy them through um, Amazon or buy them through Google Play. Those are like $7 each. Um, flat, flat. I have not picked these up yet, believe it or not. I do want to pick some up and I do want to make a review of these eventually. But I do encourage anybody to check it out because I do think that it's a good deal. And it's a new series. And it gets interest in the other series as well, like Lost Canvas and Episode G. And if th that picks up, like, um, if that picks up any kind of, like, you know, um, if that picks up more people to pick it up, then we'll be seeing more more series come out here in the United States. We'll see Episode G. We'll see, um, we'll see the next I mentioned. We'll see Lost Canvas. We'll see all that cool stuff that, that's only currently available in Japan and other parts of the world. So be on the lookout for that. And unfortunately, this now means that the home media, there, there's not much left in the home media. Only the first four movies are available on DVD. I think it, Discotech has the rights to those movies. And unfortunately, I've heard rumors that's like because it was very low selling that it they really have been soured on on the series themselves. So. On one, in some ways, it's actually good that Netflix has already picked up the slack from this. Because um, if there was any other time, then that would have been it. This that would have been completely it. So with that said, now we're only left with a couple of handful of series that are left that haven't been um, published in the United States just yet, and and the mangas, which means all all of, all the animes are are available 
in one way or another. You can pick them. You can see them on Netflix or on on Crunchyroll. Mangas are kind of a different issue right now, but for the most part, you can get two out of like the mini mangas that are available. Um, and as far as the movies go, you have some options as well. Just pick up the DVDs. Um, that only leaves the Tenkaihen movie. Uh, battle. Um, this also leaves the Legend of the Sanctuary CGI movie, the one they did before this current CGI TV show, which is actually really good. Sensei Episode G, Lost Canvas, Next Dimension, and like other kind of other spinoff material. I do believe they did release it. There's a new manga called Sensei Episode Zero, as well. That's also um, part. That's also something that Kuruma has been working on as well. So. All those stories have not been accounted for by anybody just yet, but don't be surprised if someone picks those up, especially the little the movies as movies. Now that the movies are like out there, I wouldn't be surprised if like Netflix picked those picks those up as well. So, if you're interested, make it known to Netflix and make it known that you want to see more of the Saint Seiya stuff, especially in this time where it's like there's gonna be so much downtime with the ser- there's gonna be so much downtime now. And, you know, people are going to start watching stuff, so it's like watching it telling, and then telling Netflix how you like the series it, itself will get the word out to Netflix that it's an incredible series. They want to see more of it, so, you know, speak with not just with your money, but you also have to speak with your voice to the people as well because they are listening, and they're the ones who are going to make the decisions as to, like, what gets put in, what's not going to be coming to the United States, what they want to hear. So the feedback is going to be very, very important. So giving them feedback, not just... Feedback to me, because I, I do really appreciate the feedback, but giving Netflix themselves need feedback to get more of these series out to the people is always going to be really good. So, let's go on to the discussion of the first six episodes of the original anime. And going from this series to from the CGI series was kind of weird because even before going to the CGI series, I was going to from the anime from the manga to the CGI series, and the CGI and the manga and the CGI series falls a little bit more closely to uh, to the manga, like I've said before in my previous like assessment of the series. So going to this, it feels a little bit more looser. More of a looser adaptation. There's a lot more things they play loose with, like pretty much everything. Like, and I see why you know why they had to do it because you're when you're an anime that's gonna be long running. You have to do a lot more stuff that's gonna humanize the characters a little bit. So adding in characters like um, Miho and the open and the orphan kids really does open up the character relationships a lot more than how they did it in the original manga, which is like, slowly but surely you get the idea of what these characters are. Some earlier than others, so here, you at least, we get to see the characters very early on, and we get to see how they're going to interact with each other, and how they, you know, how, how they form relationships. And sometimes a little bit on the nose on a lot of the relationships, even more so than in other media. But I guess, like I said, for the sake of um, them, this is like a sixty-five. This is like a one hundred forty-four episode series. You know, lasted for like four years. So it's like, yeah, you have to do that. You have to lay that lay that kind of groundwork early on before you can do something with it.
pretty good way. It's kind of jarring that you we go to a series that does everything so quickly. Now we have something that's just taking its sweet time. It's like we went from the in the same amount of episodes we went from like um, we went from like uh, literally like two arcs, and here we we didn't even crack the first arc of the series just yet with this um, with, with with this um, with this arc, with this group of episodes. And if there's one thing that I really like, is especially what they did with the Netflix version, is that the art direction by Shinoraki and Michio Kimeno was just incredible. Like, it still holds up to this day, despite being from 1986. The series is just fantastic. And they did an incredible job adapting the animation from... Get it, for adapting to animation from Asami Kuro's work. Really, really good. Um, the fight between Shiryu and Seiya in 4 and 5 are just amazing. The shots are, are just incredible. They, you can tell they put they put a lot of effort into that series. And at the time, you can tell like the, a lot of series were starting to really ramp up their animation quality. Because they wanted it to be something that's more... They wanted it to be something more cinematic, something that's bigger than that. And, you know, you can tell by that. So, you know... Guys who are working in the animation department, such as Tadao uh, Kurobata, Tetsuo Aoki, Noriko Hishigawa, um, Hisashi Takai, Hiroshi Takeito, and many, many more people. They should be applauded for the amount of things they added in. Just the way they work all the animation in those five episodes alone is incredible. And it sold up to this day, especially with the way that, that Netflix they how they restored it, or either how they restored her, or how Toy had the restoration process done before it. But regardless, they did a really good job cleaning up the animation cells, and like it just doesn't it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like a shoddy work. It feels really clean and really polished. And like I said, for a series that's like no, that's almost thirty years old, more. It's great to see this series look as good as it does, and I'm really happy that they did a really good job with it, and how they restored it as well. I'm really happy about how that turned out. Um, Seiji Yukiyama, we got to talk about him. He just does amazing, amazing soundtrack work, and it's you know it's a sad shame he couldn't return for the rest of the series. And you can tell in a couple of series such as Saint Seiya, the Hades, they reuse a lot of his old work as well from movies to add in the add in the, a lot of the ambience to that series. And what I like is that he has a certain pattern of doing these, doing his work. Um, his work usually is very. It has both a symphonic sound to it, and also a very heavy metal sound to it as well. I guess. I think I guess that that was the, the what they were trying to do. They were trying to appeal to like, not just like the, like this like, anime purists who want like this pure really good symphonic series, but also to appeal to like the younger generation with like really hard rock like Motley Crue, Quiet Riot like sounds to it. So on one minute you get like this hair metal band going crazy with with guitars, and then you have like this sweeping orchestra uh, orchestrated like movie-like soundtrack and then for like those subtle moments of like reflection you have like uh, a lullaby playing always and that's become always con like constant to the themes of this of the, the series and as time moves on like a lot of it gets like a lot of it gets switched around like like it favors more towards the symphonic a lot of it will favor 
and right now it's really favoring a lot more of the hard rock sound. But as time goes on, it's going to favor more the symphonic sound. But overall, this, his work is immaculate. I think that it's like as important as the animation, the music to the series is phenomenal. And it has to be listened to be believed, in my opinion. Um, as far as any kind of complaints that I have right now, I have really no issue like quality wise as in like the as of what's going on on screen what I've, and what I've watched I do know for a fact that's like it does kind of drag it, they they do pull the shoot a little too quickly on the series because when you're working on a series that's in conjunction with the manga that's so ongoing it becomes a really big problem that you're gonna have to do a lot of sacrifices for the sake of you know stretching out time while the, while the creator is doing his own thing cut in that joke from Gintama where you know where they talk about like what's going on with like a um with it, where they're talking about a what was it they're they're talking about like what happens during when the, when the creators on a hiatus and it's like the series just goes into this wild direction and that's pretty much very true with Saint Seiya unfortunately it does do a lot of those tropes that unfortunately those kinds of things that parodies are saying it's very true but again not in this group of episodes so everything you're seeing so far has been really good production wise and everything else wise if there is one thing i kind of want to put like a little bit of an emphasis on is the dub dub is okay for the most part they got most of the voices from the cgi series to come back to do their voices for the new series for this original series and you know sometimes some some characters had to be changed. For example, they had to. They have to change Shun. From obviously, they had to get another actor to play him because he's a man in in the, in the anime. So obviously, you're gonna need another actor for him. And it's not those actors. Like the actors that that have a lot of lines that are gonna be there for an extended amount of time. The main, pretty much the main cast. They I have no issues with them. They're actually really good. It's these characters that we know that they're not gonna have that much to do, and you can tell it's like. They phoned it in <laughs> to a point where it's like it's not really phoned in correctly either. It's kind of like very hilarious to hilarious results to a point where I found myself laughing at a lot of like the bad dubbing because it's like it's not bad dubbing that it's like detrimental, but it does kind of um, take you out of it when you have all these other people doing an incredible job with it. So. But it's only with like smaller characters or characters that don't have really much bearing to the overall story that have this issue. But like I said, the main cast, the, the cast that we're going to be focused on for the most of the series, they're doing an incredible job with it. And like I said too, I think like the CGI series, they have a little more leeway to do it because I'm pretty sure they, they recorded those lines before they actually did an episode like that they do nowadays. Here they're just trying to like match their lips to whatever is being on screen, and then there's the amount of like characters they have to introduce as opposed to the original ser to this new CJ series. So they have to do some finagling around to make sure that it all works. Alrighty then, so good start to the Netflix series, uh, to the Netflix original series. How they've been handling it. it's been really good so far. Um, next episode. Uh, episode 4, we'll be going through 6 of 12 of the original series, and let's see how things prepare from there. Um, so, with that said, guys, uh, 
If you want to support the series, you know, subscribe to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or whatever podcast app you like to use. Leave us a review. Leave us a leave us a five star review as well. You know, make your voices heard. I want I want to hear more of these questions because I I really really want some questions because um also I was afraid that um I wasn't get that oh this episode's gonna be very short but thankfully that's not gonna be the case and like I said. I know things are not well right now, and I do hope that my podcast and Saints in general, the fandom and everything else, like the actual series and everything, it does give like a ray of sunshine in this time of like just this extreme downtime. So, if you want to support this podcast, like I said, like I said, you can do all this stuff before. You, should, you can also follow me on Twitter at stcosmocast. Join the conversation with us. You know, by you know, replying to us on Twitter, and also looking for the thread also on Reddit. And if you also want to participate on t- with us on Twitter, without you know, replying to us directly, we also we also have a special hashtag for the um, yep, for the for the show, which is keep burning that cosmos, which is our tagline. So with that said, thank you everybody. Thank you for all for listening, and just remember, keep burning that. Cosmos. <laughs>